you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Greetings and welcome to the Daily NFL Fantasy Live podcast. All the information you need coming off a very busy week 12 in the National Football League. We'll try to make sense of what's going on in the New England Patriots backfield following Stephen Ridley's Fumbalaya Extraordinaire on Sunday night. Have an early look at the waiver wire pickups. Who are the names you need to know for a very short week? Remember, got to get your lineups in on Wednesday with Thanksgiving on Thursday in three games. Targets and touches will spotlight all the guys with the most targets and the most touches this week. What that means for your fantasy team. Fantasy disappointments. Who can you trust to bounce back and who you just have to let go? And Adam Rank will be by with his That Helps No One, an award-winning edition this week on the podcast. Fabs will start with the Broncos and Patriots showdown in New England, and there was plenty of stuff to get to from this one. Here you are, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Patriots first possession, second and three. The end of the Stephen Ridley era in New England coming down in five, <laughs> four, three, two, one. My man just can't hold on to the football, and it looks like he has lost his starting job, at least for the time being. I believe Adam Wright cut him before the ball hit the ground. Von Miller goes all the way in for the touchdown. They're up 7 nothing. Second and goal after a Brady fumble. It's no Sean Marino in for the score. The man has been an absolute fantasy beast. This year is Alfred Morris. 2-24 through on the ground. Now, second half, Peyton's looking to get back and down 24-0. Amendola? Brady, oh. not Amendola. Edelman. Looks like Amendola catches like Edelman. Five-yard touchdown, Pat's on the board. But things start getting a little more interesting now. Peyton's in the red zone after a Monty Ball fumble. Brandon Bolden gets the call for no, a touchdown. Notice how that wasn't Stephen Ridley? Not Stephen Ridley, who did not see the field after that. Next Patriots possession. It's Rob Gronkowski for the score. Gronk Patriots, they are now within three, headed to the fourth. Brady and company get the ball back in the red zone after a Manning pick. Brady, it's Julian Edelman. Look at those moves. Yeah, and uh, we told everyone to start him except for not at all. Wes Welker, who? First Patriots lead of the game. It's 28-24. Three minutes left. Peyton Edding says, okay, we're not done. Finally, Demarius Thomas gets in the end zone. That ties the game up at 31. We go to overtime, and then it was a muffed punt that sets up this kick from Steven Goskowski. Brock Osweiler was in to block it. Didn't happen. He's a big dude. Patriots win it 34-31 in overtime. 
over the Denver Broncos. Look at the fantasy points in this one. No Sean Marino, 29. Hey, wait a minute. That's a one. That's not a two in front of Peyton Manning's name. That's a 12 fantasy point game fast. 12 fantasy points. I guess that whole thing about Peyton Manning not being able to be productive in that cold weather is very true. Do you know Tom Brady had .76 fantasy points at halftime? He had 23 fantasy points in the second half. I thought sitting him, oh, boy, Kurt Warner and I were talking about that. Kaepernick against Brady. It looked good at half, not at the end of the game. This is why NFL games are four quarters. correct. Unfortunately, they're not that long for Stephen Ridley because he was benched following his third fumble in as many games, didn't return to the field. LeGarrette Blunt also fumbled, didn't see the football again. So this was really a Bolden and Shane Vereen backfield, fans. Both of these guys, honestly, they're flexes right now because it looks like you can't trust Stephen Ridley anymore. Vereen's an RB, too, as far as I'm concerned. In PPR leagues, you can't trust Ridley. This is going to be a committee. It's a mess. I wish I had... Bill Belichick's cell phone, like Akbar, he's got everyone's cell phone number. I just don't. It's impossible to know what's going to happen with this backfield. But for the for the time being, Brandon Bolden needs to be owned because he could end up being the guy down the stretch. We just don't know. Yeah, and Stephen Ridley at best is a flex because you have no idea how often he's going to carry the football or even if he gets back in the rotation at some you point. need some of that Elmer's glue, man. Just get that thing in there. Keep yeah, it in yeah, there. That stick him, that Jack Tatum stick him that he I'm used saying. to have. Sure. That could work. Time now to break down the Monday night game between the Niners and the Redskins. So let's send it over to Adam Rank and Akbar Bajabi Akinam. Thank you, Jason. An intriguing matchup in our nation's capital tonight as the 49ers take on the Washington Redskins as a former Raider. Did you have a rivalry here with the 49ers? No, not really. It was everybody in the AFC West. We had the rivals with the Chiefs, the Broncos, and everybody else. But I'll tell you what's interesting. I love this matchup because you've got two quarterbacks who are coming off of their honeymoon season from last year trying to make a point. Well, let's start with that. We'll start with Colin Kaepernick. What do you see out of him tonight going well, for? Well, Colin Kaepernick has a great matchup right now going up against this Redskin defense who's fourth against uh, fantasy quarterbacks. But when you look at this defense and you look at what they have, they have issues adjusting to this offense. And they've done it all year long with the Washington Redskins. And what does the 49ers present? They present a lot of multiple formations, a lot of multiple movement. So that's going to fall into the advantage for Colin Kaepernick. They'll be able to use some of that read option. They'll take advantage of the defensive end and the edge. I see Colin Kaepernick having a nice game tonight. Great matchup for Colin Kaepernick. Of course, a great matchup for Frank Gore as well. The Redskins have allowed the second most points to fantasy running backs this season. What do you see out of Franklin Gore? This is going to be a big game for Frank Gore. Uh, he's going to be running without his offensive guard, Mike Uipati, which is a big anchor for them in the interior. But I still see that because this defense is so weak for the Washington Redskins, I see Frank Gore going out there still, being able to put up a solid game, using some of the zone run schemes to be able to hit the holes and still be productive. Great matchups abound here for the 49ers. What about the Quan, Anquan Bolden? What do you see out of him? I need Anquan Bolden to step up like he's never stepped up before because I'm going up against Michael Fabiano. It's a tight race right now, 68-66. He has me. I'm supposed to be giving fantasy advice, but right. here's the advice when it comes to Anquan Bolden. He's physical. He's going to be able to out-physical their secondary. There's nobody there on that defense that can stop him, and that's the weakest part of this Washington Redskins defense is their secondary group. Well, a lot of times, Akbar, when we're doing these Monday night previews, everybody's pot committed. You're already starting somebody. But still, let's take a look at the projections that we have for Monday night, and I'm looking at yours, 13.5. Here's what you do is you have to breathe these into life. If you need 20 points from Anquan, then you give him 20 points. That's the savvy veteran oh, move. Oh, I like that. Well, here's what here's going to happen. Because Vernon Davis is going to go out there and ball out, that's going to allow him to get that extra seven points that I need mm-hmm. to give me 20 points to secure So you'll take away one of those. Vernon Davis goes down to seven. Yeah, you see Quan what I did goes there. up to 20. Subliminal I message. I like what you did. All right, well, let's go to the other side of the football. 
RG3, he's been in the line of fire here, so to speak. He's very controversial right now. Is this going to be something that helps him or hurts him this week? It's going to hurt RG3 because I haven't seen that RG3 yet can overcome adversity. We saw him with the, obviously, with the physical element part of it, with his knee and and what he has going on there. But when you talk about RG3, not only is he going to have to come overcome that, he's going to have to overcome a very good defense. We're talking about a 49ers defense that's very good with the zone defense. What does that mean? They have to throw everything underneath because they're going to try to protect those big plays. And we haven't seen yet where RG3 is throwing those big old launches right. like he wore before last season. So I say the 49ers defense will capitalize and kind of contain RG3. Now, my guy, Freddie Morris, has been great in between the 20s. Hasn't been getting those goal line opportunities. But what do you see out of him tonight? Well, I think Fred Morris is going to continue to do what Freddie, like you like to call him, Freddie Morris. This is a very tough run defense, but they get a lot more publicity for being tough than they are when we look at the numbers. Looking at this 49ers defense, they're allowing 103.8 yards per contest. So that's not out of the realm for Freddie Morris to go out there and have a solid performance against the 49ers defense. I like what you're thinking right there. What about Pierre Garçon? Pierre Garçon, this is going to be the matchup. We talked about that zone defense and what that means, that they try to keep everything underneath. So that's where RG3 can capitalize and help Pierre Garçon and his fantasy value is taking something little and making it big, Throwing, taking those underneath routes and having Pierre Garçon make something big out of it. Yeah, with Jordan Reed out, they're going to have to rely on Pierre Garçon early. Dare I say often. Yeah, the most targeted wide receiver amongst those uh, Redskins. All right, well, here are our projections, and I'm a little bit more generous with RG3. I see about a fair to Midland game. Feel he will be a little bit inspired. But as you say, Akbar, it's really hard to trust him going forward. And there's our Fred Davis projection. He gets no love with us right now. He gets no love for five points. And I think the reason for that is just... He hasn't been getting reps. They benched him. Why would we play him? Yeah, right. Right? <laughs> right. Okay. Now, remember, you can check out NFL Fantasy Live again tonight at 1 a.m. Eastern on NFL Network. As we recap all the action from Monday night, we do the highlights. We have a good time. We'll give you some insights, some advice. Be sure to check that out throughout the week, too. We're here every day, 5 p.m. and 1 a.m. Eastern time all season long as we help you set your lineup week in and week out. And with that, Jason, I'm going to send it back to you. Thanks, Adam. Let's get you caught up on all the latest news and notes from around the league on this Monday. First, your top fantasy performers, 1 through 10. Number 1, Josh Gordon. Number 2, Nosha Marino coming off that huge night against the Patriots. We'll have more on him in a couple of seconds. And Fab's Eddie Lacy, Alex Smith sneaking into the top 10. And notable injuries. I mentioned Noshawn Marino was seen left the game, leaving the game in a walking boot, according to the Denver Post. We'll have an update on him in a second. Zach Stacy also, who had a huge game again, has had a huge last month and a half, and now he could be banged up. Look, everybody loves Zach Stacy and Zach Stacy's mom. He's got it going on. She's got it going on. Except now, after leaving this game with a head injury, tough break for the breakout star out of Vanderbilt, but rookie running back Benny Cunningham came in and had pretty filled in pretty nicely for him. I think part of the reason was the Chicago Bears are just that bad against the run this season. It was nice to see Benny Cunningham put up a very strong stat line, and if we find out that Zach Stacy is not going to be able to play coming up in Week 13, well, all of a sudden... Cunningham will be a hot pickup off the waiver wire. He has a much tougher matchup against the Niners, but 
He'll be a featured running back. And he's rosterable at this point at the very least. No doubt about that, especially if you have Stacy and you need a handcuff for him. All right, as we talked about no Sean Marino, this could throw the Broncos backfield into a tizzy depending on how serious his injury is. If no Sean Marino doesn't, isn't able to play, sits out for a while, is it as easy as Monty Ball's the next guy up? It's not because these running backs have all had fumble problems. Monte Ball bench. Then you had C.J. Anderson, who really kind of looked lost if you watched the game last night. You've also got Ronnie Hillman, who has been inactive, but he's got fumbling issues too. This goes from Marino to a committee led by Monte Ball. Hopefully Marino's okay because he's been spectacular this season. For fantasy owners and the Broncos. Yeah, another running back to watch out for. Eddie Lacy left the final drive of Green Bay's tie against the Vikings on Sunday due to asthma issues. He says he's had it his whole life. It gets exacerbated in cold weather. So as he says, I'm sure it will continue, but it's not going to cost him any game time. Daniel Thomas out for an extended period of time for the Miami Dolphins, likely the rest of your fantasy season. So is this good news you can play Lamar Miller, or is this going to be more of the same? Uh, it's good news because Lamar Miller doesn't have to share carries, although they could use Michael Leslie and then, we have a completely mess situation on our hands, but they're playing the Jets this week. You want nothing to do with a running back who's playing the Jets unless his name is Adrian Peterson, Jamal Charles, guys like that. Lamar Miller, still a guy on your bench, maybe on your waiver wire even. Wow. All right. Best wishes to all these guys. Get back playing again soon, everybody. Now, the worst thing in fantasy is not to realize your star player had a bad day. The worst is to look at the box score, think he was injured because of his low fantasy points, only to find out, no, he was healthy. He was just bad. Coming up, we'll tell you what fantasy disappointments are worthy of breaking out the thumbs for and which ones you can just let slide by. But until then, please enjoy the still images of good players in heroic poses. Miracle of miracles, no flags on the field, into the end zone, touchdown Kansas City. Gordon caught it, touchdown on Ike Taylor. Hand off Lacey up the middle, plow to the end zone, reaches for the touchdown. And the Patriots take the lead on the touchdown pass from Brady to Edelman. Big hole Moreno into Patriot territory. As Rivers goes for the big ball to Azira 2-2, and he has it for the touchdown. Gordon, touchdown. The Browns have a weapon in Josh Gordon on offense. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Here are our top fantasy performers from Sunday. Number one, over 200 yards receiving. A lot of 200-yard games this season from receivers in the NFL. Josh Gordon, nearly 30 fantasy points. No Sean Marino right behind him. Phillip Rivers was right there. Julian Edelman at 23. Taquan Underwood, who we'll hear from a little bit later. And other players there at 1 through 10. Now remember, while you're watching the games on Thursday, Sunday, or Monday, tweet us at NFL Fantasy when you see a big performance. Use the hashtag FABS. Kaboom! Right, very good. As we track the guys whose fantasy production has exploded on the field. Some of the top performers we're focusing on right now. Josh Gordon against Pittsburgh. And, right, this is a guy who missed the first two games of the season, but he's as good as anybody right now. Yeah, nobody drafted him as their number one receiver, but he has certainly started to have that production. And going forward, Jason, this is something you were talking about yesterday. When you look at the receivers going into next year, this guy could easily be a top five receiver off the board. Yeah, yes. this, yeah yes, he no. will easily be that guy because you're hopefully going to get him for 16 games. Yeah, instead of the 14 <laughs> that we got from him this year. But he's been somebody who will carry you 
going forward into the fantasy playoffs. Yeah, I just hope part. Brandon Whedon doesn't mess it up. Well, you know, he, he's got a good – that's the thing is all three quarterbacks he's had good rapport with this season. It's been Cameron who struggled with other guys, but he's had big games from everybody. Brian Seif could be throwing him the pass. Look at that hair. <laughs> Look Taquan at that Underwood, hair. Over 22 fantasy points and one really good haircut, Akbar. Well, you know, he's going to be known more for than just his haircut now. He's going to be known for this very big fantasy game against the Detroit Lions, but that's it. I don't know that we're going to see this out of Taekwon Underwood again. He took advantage of what was there for an 85-yard big bomb that he went down the field. If you look at it prior to this, he only had two receptions for 20-something yards, and that's been kind of who Taekwon Underwood is. He's the guy behind Tim Wright and Vincent Jackson. I say that this was just a big game. Appreciate it, but that's it for him. You know, seeing Taquan Underwood reminds me, that helps no one coming up later on in the show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we started Mike Glennon, so we can't. He, he's disqualified. Oh, right, very good. Very good. That's true. That's true. Philip Rivers, someone, yeah, maybe you didn't start him. Maybe because you listened to us. We're sorry. Philip Rivers had a horrendous match against Kansas City. But as we saw on Sunday, maybe Philip Rivers is starting to get it back again, guys. 390 yards passing, his fourth game of at least 390 this season. Maybe he's not matchup proof, but now Philip Rivers is at least back to where you're starting him every week and you are more confident in him because even though the Kansas City defense is banged up, Fabs, this was still a heck of a performance. This was a huge performance. Now, with that being said, he goes back home this week to play the Cincinnati Bengals, and that is a tough, tough defense. Is he still a starter? Yes. Am I ready to christen him the elite quarterback that he was maybe three or four years ago? No, no, sir. Okay. Are you ready to christen Ryan Fitzpatrick a matchup-based starter? I am actually ready really? to christen him a matchup-based starter. Hey, in three games, he has had over 15 fantasy points in every game, over 22 fantasy points in two of those three games. He's playing the Colts this weekend. The Colts have really struggled. Just ask Carson Palmer last week. This is a guy who all of a sudden has fantasy value. And guess who he plays in Week 16? Maybe we can't pick on this team, but I'm still going to do it. They're playing the Jags. Week 16. Oh, yeah. So Fitzpatrick could bring you some Fitzmagic in your championship. Fitzmagic. Let's move on to Sunday's top performers, 11 through 20. Carson Palmer, as Michael Fabiano said, right there. Danny Woodhead, we recommended him yesterday on NFL Fantasy Live. Rank was right on, says, look, you can play both Danny Woodhead and Ryan Matthews. They both had good games. Josh McCown is there, Brandon Marshall, Larry Fitzgerald. But Maurice Jones-Drew is someone, Fabs, who, okay, beginning of the season, we didn't like him. Middle of the season, we liked him a little bit. Now we really (laughs) like him. So we're really developing a relationship here with Maurice Jones-Drew from a fantasy perspective. He's got to love having himself on his own fantasy team because he ripped up the Texans. This is one of those games that went completely sideways in terms of the matchups. He has played very good 12-plus fantasy points in three of his last four games. He's rushed for a touchdown in three straight games. Suddenly, Maurice Jones-Drew is a guy that you're starting as an RB2 week in and week out at least until he falters or if he falters. But if he drafted himself first overall, he was eliminated weeks ago. You think so, yeah. <laughs> he probably was. This is what I like. I like graphs that are easy to figure out. Early on in the season, he was really bad. Middle part of the season, Wait, I don't he get was this okay. Graph. Weeks 10 through 12, 15 points. He's yeah. on the incline. Do you have your protractor with you? I know. I'm just kidding around. But this is someone, remember, Morris Jones Jew is still in a contract here, so he's got some motivation even if his team is no lock to even come close to making the postseason. All right, Danny Woodhead, also on that list, as we saw, had a huge game against the Chiefs. And, Rank, as you, as you said yesterday, play Danny Woodhead. How do you feel about him going forward? He's been one of the most consistent players out of the backfield for the San Diego Chargers. Phillip Rivers hits, the, hits him a lot out of the backfield as a receiver, as we saw right there. And that's the one thing. He's been a great fit for this offense because of what they like to do. Ryan Matthews is a first and second down back, but... Danny Woodhead is a guy you come in third down or even second down when you get into some when Ryan Matthews just gets you two yards 
on first down. <laughs> then he has to come in with those second and longs. He's a perfect player for that. Yeah, and his and his catches are not five to seven yards. He's getting he's getting 10, 12, 15 yards, and they throw him the he's football every time. He's exploiting those matchups. He's doing pretty well. He's had a touchdown in three consecutive games, so he's somebody to continue to play each and every week, even with a tough matchup against those Bengals. And to imagine the Jets cut him. Yeah. Uh, later on, what players saw the most targets and touches for Week 12, and what does it mean for your fantasy team? Our breakdown of Sunday's most utilized offensive weapons is just ahead. We'll also have a couple of extremely important waiver wire pickups because this week, slim pickings, kind of like a turkey leg that only has muscle, gristle, and marrow left on it. You still need to nibble on it just because. It's NFL Fantasy Live. That's gross, Smith. 2014 Pro Bowl balloting presented by McDonald's is open. For the first time ever, the Pro Bowl is unconferenced. Vote for the best players regardless of conference. Then, Pro Football Hall of Famers Jerry Rice and Deion Sanders will draft their teams as alumni captains. Vote now online and on your mobile device at NFL.com slash Pro Bowl ballot. Fabs, you should get in on this. You're a Hall of Famer. Oh, trust me. I'm <laughs> trying to get in on this. I am going to try and get in on this. All right, very good. All right, Sunday fantasy disappointments what we're going to get to right now. These are guys you were hoping were going to come up big for you, and they absolutely did not. Look at Stephen Ridley. Oh, Minus .6 fantasy points. Eric Decker in that game, just half a fantasy point. Victor Cruz, not even one. Ray Rice. Peyton Manning had more points, I think, anybody on this board combined, and he's still only had 12. Plenty of guys who were disappointing, but Fabs, the first guy is Ray Rice. He had a big breakout game a week ago, but we warned against him on Fantasy Live Sunday. This is a pretty good defense he's running against. You know what's good about Ray Rice? He's easy to predict. If he's playing a bad run defense, you start him. We told you to start him against the Bears. He went off. Yesterday on NFL Fantasy Live, we said he's playing a tough run defense, the Jets, so you bench him, and guess what? He had an awful game in the stat sheets. There wasn't a lot to like from a fantasy perspective in this game, unless you played, of course, the Baltimore Ravens defense. Now, with that being said, Rice has a good matchup coming up against the Pittsburgh Steelers on Thanksgiving Day. It's not as good as the Bears, but I still consider him no worse than a flex starter. You drafted him in the first round, and it's you're just, stuck with him. I'm, I'm hard to even hear Ray Rice and flex in the same sentence. That's and you're just questioning so starting him on Thursday. Oh, right. It's like, I'll start him every Thursday. <laughs> I'll start him any day of the week. Now it's, oh, Thursday, I got to back off a little bit. You're also backing off of Victor Cruz, guys. He's not going to have a better matchup than he had a day ago against the Cowboys and still a season-low .7 fantasy points. He hasn't scored in his last seven games. He's got 90 or more yards once in the last seven games. You look at his ranking, and he's 15th for wide receivers. You say, okay, that's pretty good. But remember, he started off after the first month. He was the number one wide receiver in fantasy. And if they haven't done it to this point, Fabs, you can't trust him. What I'm doing with him going forward, he's sitting on my bench because even at a flex, I can't trust him He anymore. nearly had 35 fantasy points in the first game of the season against the Dallas Cowboys. If that's you right. remember, there are a lot of players that have big names that we talk about that you can't even start with confidence even if the matchup is good. Look at his quarterback, Eli Manning. This guy's won two Super Bowls and this season... He does not look like the same quarterback against the Cowboys. Great matchup. Bad stat line. Yeah, I mean, interesting enough to see Ruben Randos, I mean, really has been outperforming Victor Cruz when you talk about his ability to be reliable. And, and, yeah. and I bench Philip Rivers for Eli Manning. Eli, come on, man. Philip, <laughs> come on, I'm man. so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, Andre Johnson, not a big fan of his team after what he said on Monday about the Texans, but are you a big fan of his going forward? You know, I am a big fan of Andre Johnson. Looking at this, when you saw early in the season Matt shopping him, it just pretty much buried Andre Johnson's fantasy value. But now all of a sudden, a couple of weeks ago, you bring in Case Keenum, and he skyrocketed. We saw five touchdowns within a short span. He was averaging 118 yards per game prior to this last game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
Jaguars. I think what we saw here is Case Keenum had a meltdown. And now all of a sudden he has to kind of get himself rebooted. But from here on out, with Andre Johnson, albeit Schaub, uh, excuse me, Case Keenum, I think you still have to depend on him because he still is the number one target there for the Houston Texans. They have to get the ball down in the air. All right, Zach says start him going forward. How about Jordan Cameron? Another stinker for him. Yeah, I warned people about Jordan Cameron and start him and sit him. This was a bad matchup. He hasn't been good, but things are looking up, and you know why? Number one, they're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. <laughs> who, I know the Texans did nothing against them, but overall they haven't been good, and it looks like Brandon Whedon's going to be the quarterback now for Cleveland. He had a better rapport with Whedon. I say continue to start Jordan Cameron. Everybody has their guy, and certainly Cameron was Whedon's guy. How about Peyton Manning, Akbar? How concerned are you after the game he had Sunday night? Really? Really? Are we asking this question about Peyton Manning? Look, for the whole world, Peyton Manning had a horrible game, 150 yards. I can't even repeat how many fantasy points that he had because I won't do it. I refuse to see Peyton Manning in that light. You start Peyton Manning every single game. I don't care if he has another bad game. Peyton Manning is that good. Yes, it's the cold weather. Now he's going up against the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. It's cold. It's going to be very cold in December. I say you still trust him and you play him through. All right, there you go. Coming up, we'll tell you what we learned in Week 12 in fantasy. I mean, other than the fact that I can't watch Andrew Luck play football in the first half of games anymore, or that I can't really watch Geno Smith in any quarter at all. (laughs) Our big lessons are on the way on NFL Fantasy Live. Still to come, need lineup help for your fantasy playoff push? We'll help you battle your case in the Mondays with a diamond in the rough to get you over the edge. Plus, it can't be avoided. Fantasy points are going to get stolen from your stars every Sunday by some no-namers. Strike up the band. It's time for That Helps No One. And need help figuring out running back committees and the receivers who are going to see the most passes next week? We break down all the targets and touches from Sunday coming up. This is NFL Fantasy Live. Welcome back. Jason Smith alongside Michael Fabiano. Going to take a look at our top performers now. One through ten from this week in fantasy. And Fabs, you had Josh Gordon at the top, right? Uh, not so much. He was in my top ten. But number one, no, he was not there. No Marino, Philip Rivers, who... After a, a league-wide sit, Philip Rivers comes up with his biggest game in weeks. The fantasy gods look down upon us, and they smile, and they laugh. Here's 11 through 20. They laugh. Mike Wallace, who's been on my bench in my league of record <laughs> for like eight weeks, he catches a touchdown, and I say, come on. Really? really that Amazing happened? that he scores almost 19 fantasy points against Carolina of all teams. He would have had another one had Ryan Tannehill not underthrown him. Here's Michael Fabiano's big waiver wire targets now. For week 13, Benny Cunningham not owned at all in any NFL.com league. Some guys are plenty available. Brandon Bolden, Mike Glennon still available, despite the fact that he is averaging just about 15 fantasy points a week. But Fab's off this list. You have Josh McCown here, who has stepped in and done pretty well in the absence of Jay Cutler. He's done very well. Had a very good game this past weekend. And now he's a guy with those weapons around him. Matt Forte, Alshon Jeffrey, Brandon Marshall who you can start when the matchup is right. And this week, he's got a great matchup going up against the Minnesota Vikings. So if you need a quarterback this week, go out and grab Josh McCon. We've talked about him on the show in prior weeks. Hey, this is his job until Jay Cutler comes back. And he has been very, very productive in Mark Trustman's offense. Now, wait a minute. Josh McCown or Mike Glennon? This week, it is definitely Josh McCown because of the matchup. Glennon's going to Carolina. I don't know if I like that matchup. We, well, we, did, we didn't like the matchup last week in, with Carolina, and it was Well, okay. I'm still looking at the numbers. I like Mike Glennon moving forward, but I'd pick him up and stash him this week again. 
a really tough matchup against those Panthers. Yeah, Glennon's one of those guys who he's not going to go spectacular and give right. you 25, 27 fantasy points, but he's not going to give you that stinker of a 7-8 point game. He's right around between 15 and 19 points every week. He's had one game under 10 fantasy points since he took over this job in Tampa Bay. And for some reason, not owned in more than 50% of leagues right now is Kobe Fleener, who has become, he's gone from a free agent pickup to a low one number one to kind of a mid-weight range number one right now. I don't get it. Everything has sort of come together. With Reggie Wayne out, he's seeing more targets. He's had some really good matchups over the last few weeks. He has scored eight-plus fantasy points in four of his last five games. I really don't know what else you want from your tight end. This is not a position that's going to put up big numbers unless, of course, you have Rob Gronkowski or Jimmy Graham or Julius Thomas. But Fleener needs to be owned and started in more leagues. Yeah, if you get six fantasy points from your tight end, that's pretty good. Fleener has given you 10 and two straight games. He's getting all the targets that previously went to Reggie Wayne. Don't forget Wednesday, Michael Fabiano is going to have all his big start and sit recommendations for Lucky Week 13. But now for more of your fantasy disappointments from Sunday, let's throw it over to Adam Rank and Akbar Bajabia Cecil Shorts. Oh, too soon, Jason. All right, thank you <laughs> Way very too much. Soon. Let's take a look at some of the top injuries for Week 12. That's a big, big concern with some big names going forward. And here are some of the top names. No Sean Moreno, Matt Forte, Zach Stacy, Ryan Matthews, Chris Ivory, Jason Campbell. Okay, not all of them are big names, but the Matt Forte, he had a slight hyperextension of his knee. Coach Mark Tressman is optimistic. I think we're all optimistic when well, it comes to Matt be. Forte. Yeah. <laughs> When he wants to come up. But let's focus in on the Chiefs defense here. Tamba Ali, Justin Houston, both of them battling injuries. How big of a concern is this? Well, this is really huge, especially when you're talking about fantasy defense. Because when you think about it, you get it by you get fantasy points by getting sacks, turnovers, and defensive ends are twofold. One, Tamba Ali and Houston were able to get to the quarterback. They were able to create turnovers. They were able to get sacks. Those are a big part of how you get your fantasy production. This hurts the Kansas City Chiefs defense. Also injured in that game was Ryan Matthews battling a hamstring injury. It seems like each and every year, Akbar, this guy has some ailment that he is battling through. Well, you know, some people are just biomechanically deficient, and when you look at Ryan Matthews, if it's not one thing, we see this, of course, with other running backs like Darren McFadden. It's called BMW, body made wrong. And that's where he's probably suffering right now, soft tissue injury. This could be some concern, especially as you're going into the playoffs now. If you're relying on Ryan Matthews as a flex or maybe your RB2, there is some concern there. No, Sean Moreno had a fantastic night against the New England Patriots. And it was funny because he would run for eight yards, and then he would scamper off the field. It looks like he was hobbled. What are, the, are we concerned here? Do we feel that this is just a precautionary measure by the Broncos to put him in a walking boot? Well, you play this game on the brink of disaster, and playing that position is a very brutal position, playing that running back position. How it affects fantasy ownership, you better be concerned. When the trainers put you in a boot, that means they're serious concern. They want to take the pressure off the ankle. I think the smart move, if you see Monty Ball is available in your league, go pick him up. No, Sean Moreno wasn't the only top performer in that game. Julian Edeltron, as they're calling him on Around the League. What do you think of this guy? I thought he was pretty impressive. Well, he's very impressive. The fact that he could have this type of production with Gronkowski on the field, with, of course, Danny Amendola, is, is really tells you how much Tom Brady and Bill Belichick trust him in this offense. He can be very productive, especially in space. Now, of course, he was going up against a matchup that was very favorable, going up against an older, sometimes, Quentin Jammer in this situation, but finding the space in the zone and the, and the holes in this Broncos defense. All right, now it's time to take a look at some of the bigger disappointments from Week 12 on Sunday, Stephen Ridley, who has a problem Nasty. holding on to the football. Eric Decker, also from that game. Victor Cruz, 
Ray Rice, week in, week out, seems to be a matchup place. I can almost say that. I'm almost going to get it up. <laughs> Jordan Cameron also struggling. As, but Akbar, as the great Ernie McCracken once said, there comes a time in every fantasy enthusiast's life where you must face the music. Today, that fantasy enthusiast is you. Well, Case Keenum, talk about it. You know what? I feel poorly that, you know, I told so many people about Case Keenum and his abilities and that he goes out there and has a stinker. But you know what? He has to get to this point in his career where he's going to have to have a bad game. I'm glad that it happened before the playoffs. I still truly believe in Case Keenum and his talent. I Having seen so much film on this kid in college, I know that he can play the game. He had to get this game out now before, so he didn't do it in the playoffs. Jordy Nelson had just 5.8 fantasy points against the That's for Quakers. What do we do with him here? Well, you know what? You're still going to play Jordy Nelson because there is a good chance that, you know, at some point, Flynn or Tolzien is going to look for Jordy Nelson, but the truth of the matter is is that these guys don't practice with Jordy Nelson. They were too right. busy hobnobbing, or Jordy Nelson was too busy hobnobbing with Aaron Rodgers <laughs> during practice, and now all of a sudden you've got your, your curtain, your, your mid-curtain. Curtain jerkers? Yeah, there you go. Mid-curtain you know, jerker yeah, As your quarterback, and they're not looking for Jordy Nelson. It's the other guys, like Boykins. And he's still a number one receiver. I understand yes. people are going to panic about him, but I'm going to tell them right now, Play don't him. panic because he is still a great play. Now, still to come, fantasy fans, we feel your pain. Join my wolf pack as we howl at the distant moon together. Say it with me. That helps no, no one. Plus, the once dominant Chiefs defense gives you an impressive negative three points in week 12. They are not who they thought we were, and we're not letting them off the hook. NFL Fantasy Live is back next. Came up with the grab. Patterson involved early and often. Welcome back indeed, Nate Burleson. What a start to this game. Five catches and now a touchdown. Still can't get over that, Mike Wallace. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Every week on NFL.com, I write a column called Targets and Touches. It spotlights the pass catchers who amass the most targets every week and the running backs whose total touches that week merit attention. Hopefully, this helps you decide which players are worthy of starting or picking up in free agency and which ones are just a passing fancy. You can check it out at NFL.com slash targets, NFL.com slash targets. Jason Smith alongside the pride of San Diego State, Akbar Bajabi Amila, and Fantasy Hall of Famer Michael Fabiano. Central Connecticut State. No, I San Diego State. I think you'd rather be <laughs> Fantasy Hall of Famer than Central Connecticut State. Yeah, fuck you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Running backs are going to get to here before we get to the wide receivers. Dennis Johnson and Ben Tate. This did not go at all how we thought this week, guys. We, we talked about picking up Dennis Johnson because we thought in the future he'd wind up sliding into that Ben Tate role. Well, on Sunday, Dennis Johnson slid into the Arian Foster role. 15 touches, 87 yards from scrimmage, which was more than what Ben Tate had and what Gary Kubiak said after the game was very telling. We gave the ball to Dennis Johnson because he looked good, Fab. Make sense of this. Uh, can I make sense of this? I mean, this is from the school of Shanahanigans. Adam Rank can attest to that. Gary Kubiak, Mike Shanahan, they're all intertwined together. I still think Ben Tate's the starter here in the better fantasy play, but we told you last week, pick up Dennis Johnson and see what happens. Right now, we could be looking at a committee. Yeah, and the reason why they did probably did that was just to kind of get him going against the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, let's take a look at the New England Patriots. Stephen Ridley, what he did on Sunday night after he fumbled, found himself out of the offense. We saw LeGarrette Blunt fumbled, found his way out of the offense. It was Brandon Bolden and, of course, Shane Vereen who wound up getting the majority of the touches. Yeah. What are you doing? Shane Vereen is a PPR star. I can tell you that right now. I wish I knew what to tell people because I am not <laughs> Bill Belichick and I can't predict 
that Stephen Ridley's going to fumble two or three times every I just fumbled there. There you go. Okay. Talking about right. Stephen Ridley so made you fumble. I am going to get pulled out of this segment, and Akbar can do the analysis. <laughs> so you tell me what to do with the Patriots, because I don't know this running back situation. Well, well you know, you got to go with the guy who's going to have ball security. That's very big for Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. If you can't have ball security, you can't play for the Patriots, and the guy who can carry the rock is going to be that bolding guy. Yeah, they're all flexes right now, honestly, because you can't trust that Stephen Ridley is going to carry the football at all. So right now, LeGarrette wants the one guy you're sitting, but all those other guys are all I flexes. I think Vereen yeah. uh, is a two in PPR leagues. He's that good. Those guys are bottom end flex. They're starting to become bottom end flex because you can't hold that ball. That's huge. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the targets board now. These are the guys who saw the most targets. Josh Gordon. We'll have more on him coming up later on in the show. Julian Edelman, Larry Fitzgerald, Cordero Patterson had 11 targets, but he only had four yards receiving. So <laughs> t- take it easy with Cordero Patterson. He only had over just over 50 yards receiving. Cecil Shorts was there as well. He complained. He wanted the football. He got it. Had a nice game. Nearly had a touchdown. So he's another guy to keep an eye on. But Fabs, Mike Wallace, the touchdown. You and I saw the touchdown pass that he caught from Ryan Tannehill and looked at each other and said, really? This happened? We threw our hands in the air and said, you know what? Yeah, this makes a lot of sense. Mike Wallace, who's been very disappointing all season long, goes out and has one of his best games of the year against the Carolina Panthers of all teams, but this is what happens. Well, here's what I noticed, too. When you look at the games with the Miami Dolphins, when you look at 10 or more targets for Mike Walls, that's when he actually goes out there and plays. When you throw him the ball and feed him, he's going to be productive. We've seen now 10 targets in this game. We've seen other games where he had 10 targets. He gives you 100 yards or more, and he's got a touchdown. So, I mean, this is a good game for him. Yeah, he's still too, too risky to trust as a flex play, but at least you got some good play out of him. Nate Burleson... This, this, to me, guys, is pretty simple. First half, Darrell Revis was on Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson had a tough first half. Still caught 60 yards in passes. Sure. But then, what happened? Darrell Revis got hurt, and suddenly Nate Burleson disappeared from the football game. This is one of those cases where you're chasing fantasy points. You go out to get Nate Burleson. It's still Calvin Johnson. Will he catch a couple well, of passes? Well, well, you, sure. You have to, He'll cut into Chris Durham's production. Well, you have to understand what the matchup The coaches are going to play this according to the matchup. And they see that the matchup opposite you know, Calvin Johnson is good. Of course, give Nate Burleson the ball. And that's what they did. They took advantage of the opportunity. Yeah, but still tough to go forward with Nate Burleson. Or do you guys like him? He's rosterable, but I don't know that you start him. I like that. Rosterable. Rosterable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantasy <laughs> football word. <laughs> yeah. it's and, and you held on to the football during this entire yeah, segment yeah, right here. Yeah, so good play job. me. Very nice. So from a group of players who hopefully can help you in future weeks to the guys who took hard-earned fantasy points away from your stars. They may as well have just walked into your house on Thanksgiving and stole the turkey right off your table. Let's say hello to Adam Rank. Thanks, Jason. That's right. Each and every week we take a look back at those unheard, unheard of players. I can get that out at some point. Those unheard of players who rob precious fantasy points from the guys we actually started. It's a tearjerker for some curtain jerkers. A segment we like to call, that helps no one. Let's go to the video. We will start in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers out. Scott Tolzien in looking for Jordy Nelson. That's all you need to do. Nice move. There's Jordy Nelson. He's up. Okay, fall down. Fall down. X button. A button. Wait, A button, X button. You've got the new Xbox One. Congratulations, Akbar. Let's take a look. Okay, here's a nice move. All right, there. There you go. Nice move there. Yep. Okay, yep. Yep. Whoop. Oh, nice oh, move. Like He's going to do the worm for Scotty too hotty, but guess what? All those nice moves means that helps no one. Let's go to St. Louis. Matt Forte, one of the few running backs you can count on in fantasy football. So why not give it to Michael Bush here? Not once, not twice. I think this was his 16th attempt near the goal line on Sunday. Mark Tresman, even though I said he should be the coach of the year, spites me by going to Michael Bush. And I see that and I say, everybody, who's he talking to? He's saying, that helps no one. Let's go back to Green Bay. Adrian Peterson already in the end zone. Why not give us another chance? Nope. 
He's going to throw it to and Rhett I, Ellison. How did you know that? Because he went to USC. And I, I wanted thought, to go to oh, I, I swear to goodness. <laughs> I swear to goodness. I thought you were going to roll out Jim Klein saucer. He seemed like the kind of guy you would know that? because you know all the curtain jerkers. Jim Klein saucer. The old you don't remember him? The Vikings. Oh, well, enough for this because guess what? That helps no one. Kansas City. Alex Smith has made it personal with Michael Fabiano. He says, hey, put me on your sit list. I won't even look at Jamal Charles. I'll throw it to Anthony Pisano. How do you like that, Fabiano? That's in your face. And wait, let's take a look I'm at Manti. I'm still not starting him. I don't care. Who is the invisible person that Manti Teo is covering? Oh, oh. too soon. Oh. Finally, the too soon Joe. Let's stay in Kansas City. <laughs> Philip Rivers, now this is personal with me. He thinks, oh, you're funny. going to start Eli Manning, Jason. You want to start Mike Lennon, Adam Rank? Fine. I'm going to throw it to Sirius. You're a tutu. Have fun screaming that name. But I've got it, Philip. I've got the pronunciation, guys. How do you guys. pronounce it again? Syria's you're a tutu. Oh, boy, that was bad. Shay and you're a tutu. Uh, no, that's exactly what it was. No, is actually, that not? How is it? How no, is it? Actually, it's that helps no one. Oh. Oh. <laughs> wow. That helps no one. Let's go to Oakland. Do we start anybody in Oakland? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Rashad Jennings. What Jeff George. The guy whose sister's on Glee. Is that him? No. no. <laughs> it's Marcel Reese. These are two things that I hate. The Raiders scoring and me not helping. Yeah, nobody, you're, nobody wants to high five you because nobody started you. We all started Rashad. Oh, let's go. Get the animation because that helps no one. That's right. I'm throwing out technical terms now. Let's take a look at the, at the names here of the guys who did not help you. On Sunday, and Michael Fabiano, again, I ask you, is there anybody you would pick up? Nate Burleson, you guys just talked about Nate it. Burleson, Benny Cunningham, depending on the status of Zach Stacy. What about Justin Hunter? Don't hate on him. Nope, too late. Hating on him. Or hating on him. Already hating on him. Animation is a technical term, isn't it? All right. Now, remember, if you want to see your tweets featured on the show, use the hashtag, that helps no one when you see a fantasy score that Akbar. That helps no one! There we go. Now, it is time for the Week 12... That helps no one award winner of the week. And may I have a drum roll, please? Michael Bush. I can't tell you how many leagues I have, Matt Forte. Even though you're a bear, don't do that again. Wow. Michael Bush. I, you got to have I, the tough I lessons. I, I think you blew up tough. my eardrum with that. <laughs> no, so, so, guys, wow. no. Now, we're going to be coming back with the most important lessons we learned from Sunday. If you leave now, yeah. you might end up on this board. Give Stick around. Oh, NFL really? Fantasy Live keeps on rolling. Oh! Oh! With NFL Mobile from Verizon, get in-game highlights and up-to-the-minute news and scores from your favorite team. Premium subscribers can watch live games Thursday, Sunday, and Monday nights, as well as NFL Red Zone and NFL Network all live on your phone. Download today by calling Star Star NFL or go to NFL.com slash mobile. Every week brings a lesson to all fantasy participants, including us. For instance, one thing I learned is from now on when I go to lunch with Fabiano, I always have to ask if he has his wallet with him before we leave. But for fantasy, it's a little bit different. Akbar, what did you learn in week 12? Well, you know, all year long we've been beating up the Jaguars. Say, hey, you're play, they're playing, teams are playing up against the Jaguars. Go for it. Well, we saw against this team with the Houston Texans going up against the Jaguars. I've learned that playing the Jaguar doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to get fantasy points. We saw that with Case Keenum. We saw that with Andre Johnson and Ben Tate. So all of a sudden now you've got to be able to realize that this is an NFL team that can bring some pressure, that can cover. They're just not that good, but doesn't mean you're going to always, <laughs> always going to get big points. All right, let's take a look at some fantasy disappointments from Week 12. Some big names on this list. Victor Cruz, Eric Decker, and Steven Ridley didn't even combine for one point, Fabs. Yeah, that's not so good when you're trying to win a fantasy football weekend. 
Peyton Manning, I think, outscored everyone on that board, but still only had 12 points. So I had three you... guys on that list from our experts <laughs> league. <laughs> but he still scored like 125 points. Yeah, still. I'm upset. I'm a perfectionist. Are right, you going to send a message to your guys this I'm week? I'm going to bend some people. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, boy. They know, too. All right, Fabs, what did you learn this week? Well, I learned that the Chiefs' defense is starting to go in the tank a little bit. Okay? And this has actually been going on for the last four weeks. Over the last four games, they have scored four or fewer fantasy points three times, including giving fantasy owners, including myself in about five leagues, a whopping negative three fantasy points against the Chargers. Yeah, thanks for nothing there, Kansas City Chiefs' defense. This is now a unit that you can't start week in and week out. This is a matchup-based unit. Two injuries that are huge right now with Tom Ali and Houston both going down on Sunday, and they've got to play the Broncos this week. No bueno. Yeah, speaking of injuries, here are some guys you want to keep an eye on this week. Chris Ivory, Daniel Thomas done for the season. So this means Lamar Miller will have the running game all to himself, which means they're still not going to give him the football. But <laughs> Darrell Rivas, who, of course, left the game on Sunday at halftime against Calvin Johnson. All right, Rank, what did you learn this week? Well, it wasn't so much what I learned because I've been knowing this for years oh, and really? years and years going back. But I think the Denver Broncos learned a pretty valuable lesson that Peyton Manning cannot play very well in the cold. And if the coaches were watching the same game I was – you're going to have to start running the football a lot more, especially as the weather starts to turn bad there in Denver. So you look at guys, obviously, no Sean Marino has been picked up and long gone in your league. But you know what? Go out and check out and see if Monty Ball is available. See if C.J. Anderson is available. See if Ronnie Hillman is available. And then still ignore him like the Broncos have been doing <laughs> for so long over the last couple of weeks. But make sure you have one of those Broncos running backs on your team because they are going to have to run the ball a lot because – the Patriots kind of exposed them here. They kind of said, you know what? We're just going to take away some of the best receivers. We're going to let them run the ball a little bit. Jason, you and I talked about that. And you know what? That's going to be the game plan going up against Denver going forward. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking up Olandis Gary this week just in case. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Anderson just claimed. Here's Michael Fabiano's waiver wire targets for this week. Benny Cunningham not owned at all coming in for the injured Zach Stacy. I can't believe, Rank, still people are still not buying on Kobe Fleener. Oh, what, what do people have to see? They're like, you know what? I'm not convinced yet. I'm sure my <laughs> my, ten end, my tight end has been killing so it so confusing. much. So confusing. Like, it is. It's yeah. crazy. All right, there we go. Now, don't forget, Tuesday we'll get you set for all the Thanksgiving Day action as the NFL is week 13. Starts with a turkey-flavored bang, if there's such a thing. NFL Fantasy is back Tuesday, 5 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. That's a thing, I guess. I don't know. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.